Hey there, welcome to The Tent. I'm your host, Scott Fellman, and it's time for yet another foray into the world of aquariums from a slightly different perspective. You know, when I look back over the years of my aquarium hobby journey, it's obvious to me that there's been a sort of evolution of my aquarium philosophy. You can see it in each progressive tank, little elements slowly coming together, creating a sort of a big picture. Each tank provided a little test bed for proving out new concepts and new ideas. Some were spectacularly successful and had the added bonus of being labeled as iconic by other people in the hobby, which is cool, but not necessary, of course. Others were just quick iterations of an idea and never really evolved into anything notable. Still others validated or in some instances disproved concepts and ideas that we wanted to try. They helped break new ground in moving our little thesis of the natural botanical style aquarium as a functional ecosystem forward. Others were just passing thoughts, which sort of vanished into obscurity. Yet, looking back upon my body of work over the last five or ten years, I can see common sort of through lines in everything I did. I mean, each tank in its own way advanced the state of the art of what we do here. Stuff seemingly as incongruous as utilizing sedimented substrates, uh, in situ wood curing, and starting a system follow of fishes for extended periods of time. Those types of things often yielded really important results which advanced my work significantly. There's a certain comfort we as aquarists can take from our experience. After a certain number of years in the aquarium keeping game, it seems as if you develop, in addition to an ever-growing collection of fishes, plants, and gear, uh, a certain intrinsic knowledge, a sixth sense, or even a swagger, sort of, about your aquarium. I mean, am I right here? I mean, after you've collected, kept, propagated, bred, and, you know, unfortunately killed your fair share of fishes, you kind of just know when things are going well and when something's terribly amiss with your collection. It's a skill or perhaps a blessing or even a curse that we afflicted hobbyists acquire during our tenure in the aquarium keeping hobby. You know exactly what I'm talking about, don't you? I mean, yeah, you've developed that crazy ability to look beyond the obvious when you're observing your tank and to be able to quickly ascertain what's going on in there. You can tell at a glance that your favorite, you know, aquatic plant's just not looking right or that your prized trophius is uh, about to go south. Perhaps it's as a result of that new supplement you switched to, or that change you made to your lighting program, or maybe it's postponing your regular water exchange. Regardless of what it is, you have that ability to sense that something's not right. And of course, you know when things are going really well too, right? After dealing with, well, no, obsessing with aquariums for quite a few years, you certainly develop a personal baseline for your animals. And when something's not right, it's immediately apparent to you. And the interesting thing is that this ability comes to everyone who keeps fish tanks. It's not a skill reserved for the privileged few or occasionally, you know, the gifted hobbyists. It's a skill that we all develop over time. The intriguing thing about this hobby is just how addicting or engaging it can be, how all-encompassing and satisfying it is. I can honestly say that I don't think I've ever met a person who just sort of dabbles with aquariums. Then again, I tend not to hang out with people who dabble in aquariums. Rather, it's really binary. They're either hooked on aquariums or they keep mice or something. Why is that? Well, I think it's part of the reason why is that once you try a tank, you either just get it and your interest and passion blossoms from there or you stop. Aquarium keeping offers stimulation and challenges that few other hobbies can. It's what creates, you know, four tank fish rooms from one 10 gallon community tank in the living room from, you know, Christmas or whatever. Those of us who are hardcore hobbyists are basically in it for life. Sure, there might be a year or two when circumstances keep us out of the game for a bit, but we never fully disengage. I know a lot of hobbyists who have awesome tanks and then for one reason or another got out for a while. However, when they got back into it, they and they always did, they would tell me things like, yeah, I always followed what the forums were saying and read the magazines and stuff. It just never really gets out of your system. This thing that we do, this pastime, this obsession, whatever you want to call it, seems to encompass every emotion and experience that you can have in life, doesn't it? There's like pain, pleasure, happiness, sorrow, frustration, 
individuality as well as a sense of belonging. Those things are all there. I've learned over the years to view each aquarium that I've created as a step in some sort of very long journey. I've learned that each and every aquarium is a teacher, a sage imparting wisdom to me. All of the tanks have helped me as a hobbyist to share the love I have for the process of creating unique botanical style aquariums. That to me is the charm of what we do when we embrace this philosophy. We celebrate process. We celebrate the process because we understand how positively it impacts the environment of our aquariums and the fishes that reside in them. Those of us who look at nature as it is and choose to embrace it in our tanks instead of some sanitized, stylized representation find true beauty in this ephemeral characteristic that botanicals bring. Just like in the wild, the way terrestrial materials break down and devolve underwater is fascinating, biologically useful, and yeah, it's beautiful. We've learned this by following nature and allowing these processes to occur over and over again in our tanks. Now, some hobbyists find that we allow materials to break down in our tanks uh, and they think it's kind of messy, um, undisciplined. However, I've learned what many of you have over your fish keeping careers. The so-called mess is or often leads to something beautiful, permanent, and just totally engrossing. So the term mess, as we might commonly use it, should not be viewed as a negative. It's more of a transition. Mess is actually a vehicle to propel us in different aquascaping experimental directions. It's the embodiment of a mono's wabi-sabi philosophy, which embraces the transience of nature and celebrates it and appreciates it and understands the beauty and the ephemeral aspects of nature. It requires some study, some appreciation, and yeah, mental shifts. We can take comfort in seeing that our habitats, our aquariums, uh, seem to thrive in what appears to be contrary to our hobby interpretation of how we think they're supposed to look and function. I love that. And that's okay. It's part of the game. It's how nature teaches us. And what nature teaches us, in my opinion, is every bit as valuable, if not more so, than the latest Aquascape contest winner. I've had numerous tanks over the years, though, which, for one reason or another, I simply elected not to go forward with, not to do anything more. Perhaps you can relate to this. So you have this idea for an aquarium. You see it in your head. You've assembled the materials, got it sort of, you know, together. You add water. Then you walk in the room one day, you look at it, and you just hate it. <laughs> like, you're done with it. Like, no rehabbing on this thing. No tweaking of the wood or whatever. You're just over the thing. Have you ever felt that? What do you do? Well, I had this idea for a nano tank a while back, and it seemed really great in my head. I, I had it up for a nanosecond. I even memorialized it with, like, an Instagram stories post. I had to get it out there. I thought that the tank would be a sort of blank canvas for an idea that I had, and I liked the idea in principle, but I didn't see a way forward with it. I even took the extraordinary step of removing one element of the tank, the, the wood, altogether in the hope of perhaps just doing, you know, like a, just a leafscape only, but I just wasn't feeling it in this tank. Nope. It was a stillborn idea, a tank not capable of evolving to anything that interested me at the time. So I killed it. Made away with it, shut it down, terminated it, whatever you want to call it, which is kind of extraordinary for me because I'm a sort of internal optimist when it comes to aquariums. I try to make almost everything work if I can, but not this time. I killed it. Now, after reviewing the aborted aquarium, I was actually able to gain some clarity about why I did it. What made me do it? I think it's centered around two things in this tank that I simply can't handle in aquariums anymore. Don't laugh at me. Number one is I absolutely can't stand aquariums which don't have some sort of background, be it opaque window tint, photo paper, or just paint. The tank had no background. You could see through the window behind it and the trees outside on the street, and yeah, I hated it. And number two, I disdain, I hate seeing filters or other equipment in my aquariums. Like, I hate it more than you can even imagine. And this thing had like an outside corner filter, and I hate it. It's only been recent years that I've been able to tolerate even seeing filter returns in my all-in-one tanks, and even then just barely. 
Now this Nano had a little hang on the back outside power filter, like I just said, which I not only saw for the top, but from behind because yeah, it didn't have a damn background. <laughs> I mean, am I that much of a prima donna that I can't handle that? I mean, maybe, but I like to think of it as a situation where I simply developed an aesthetic sense that just can't tolerate some stuff anymore. I have good ideas and then I get to equipment and it sort of stifles them a bit. I know it's weird. Okay, maybe I am a prima donna, but what could I have done to salvage this tank? You, you know, use a canister filter and glassware, you say? Oh, sure, that's easy, right? I mean, all you see in the tank are those elegant curves of, you know, lily pipes and intakes, and you just sort of take them out and bleach them every once in a while, and they stay nice and clean, and yeah, okay, great. On paper, anyways. In my humble opinion, glassware is not the organic art that everybody seems to place on this lofty pedestal. It reminds me of a high school chemistry lab, which I think I got a C- minus in or something, so there's some residual trauma there or something. You think it's beautiful? I think it's simply dreadful. I do, I really do. It's another piece of equipment which you see outside of the tank, too, with its umbilical of return lines shooting up you know, along the sides. Now, sure, I know these were developed to make an obvious visible necessity, filter returns, more elegant and beautiful. Cool, cool. Sig significant improvement over what was available for, but to me, they're just that. Obvious, visible, distracting, and just plain ugly. I know, I'm being too stupid about this. There are a lot of other things I should get that worked up about. Yet, even in that aborted project, I thought about it, I learned something. I gained further clarity on something that held my head. I have an anti-glassware, lack of colored background visible equipment fetish or something. I hate equipment that hangs over tanks. I hate seeing through tanks. I, that tank helped me by once again reinforcing some things that I don't like, superficial though they may have been. These are obviously aesthetic concerns. Of course, there's always concerns about process, procedures, and our philosophy about creating and managing aquariums, but that stuff wasn't necessarily that. It was stuff which I felt would not directly advance my agenda, yet in a weird way it did. It helped me again realize certain things about aquariums which I don't like and how to build off of them. A certain self-awareness, if you will, move towards my North Star or whatever, as a way to move forward. Yeah, every single execution, no matter how good or how seemingly not so good or whatever reason you kill it for, it moves us forward. Keep moving forward. Stay bold, stay creative. Stay diligent, stay observant, and always stay wet. Till next time, this is Scott Fellman from Tenant Aquatics. Thanks for spending part of your day with me, and I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of The Tent.